Hello, film lovers, and welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. The Films I Love Most podcast is recorded live with live messaging. So sometimes people do message in with very inappropriate comments. We can't help that. It's just the general public. So if you hear something that is offensive or rude, we try our best to put a stop to it, but it might just sneak through. So I do apologize for that. But anyway, let's move on. Enjoy this episode of the Films I Love Most podcast. Welcome to the Films I Love Most podcast. Hello. Hi. Is it working? Are you there? What? Yeah, man. Are you there? Yeah, man. Oh, it's ringing for ages. Don't know why it wouldn't go through. Hold on. Second. Hello, everyone. We'll be starting very, very shortly. Catherine! What? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here now. Sorry. You were sleeping, weren't you? you no, heard. I was... No, because... I've got some lamb in the oven and I was just... Um, <laughs> taking the phone off. time for lamb. It's time for Harry Potter. I, I, oh, I was just watching Harry Potter. Literally, I've not finished it. Oh, but you're lucky because you're one of those people that have seen it a hundred times already. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> to be fair, there's only like 10 minutes. That's Catherine. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of I've Never Seen Harry Potter, which is a true story. Yeah. I've never seen I mean, Harry Potter. I don't know how you've got to your age. I watched um, Harry Potter and The, the Chamber, Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Right, have I got I mean, your full attention? I'm just trying to... Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. I'm just trying to sort out these messages. Bear with me. I'm doing the moderation of the messages again. So, how have you been? It's been like an icebox here today. Um. Well, I went to Boots and Marks and Spencers and it was freezing outside. So that meant that when I went inside the shops, it was absolutely boiling. <laughs> you can't get, <laughs> like, you can't get your temperature know. up. No, like I'm dressed for winter and then I go in a shop and it's like heating's on and I'm like, get me out. And you're melting. You're melting! Yeah. Yep, can't win. Um, okay, so a lot of people get really uh, confused when I say that I haven't seen Harry Potter they're all a little bit like, eh, how can you have not seen Harry Potter? You live on Earth, right? I do live <laughs> on Earth. I was just interested in other things at the time. I mean, I don't know what's you know? more important than Harry Potter, but... Yeah. Well, everything at the time. I don't know. I don't know why it just, it just completely passed me by, the books and the uh, the films. And I think we discussed this last week. I think it was because I was more of a um, His Dark Materials fan than Harry Potter. And that's where my yeah. allegiance lied. So I just reread those about twenty times when I was a kid. 
no other book could touch them. So I just read and read and read and read those over and over again. Whereas but, I was just full on Harry Potter. Did you read? Have you read all the books? I've not read all of them. I've read up to Order of the Phoenix. Oh, okay. Because my mum's read all the books, which I find really weird. Have you told your mum that you're watching the films? Uh, no. No. Oh. I don't think she's even seen them, so I don't think she'd be really <gasps> bothered. She's read the books. She doesn't really. She doesn't necessarily watch films of the books that she's read, so... Oh, uh, you, need, you need to get you want to watch them. Well, I got her the box set a few years ago of for Christmas of the Harry Potter movies after she'd finished the last book. And I just don't think she's bothered reading, uh, watching them, sorry. But yeah, I'll ask her. Yeah, you need to ask her because you need to get us to watch them as well. I need your mum's opinion. Yeah, well, Catherine filled me with confidence in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets by messaging me just before I was starting going, just to warn you, it's the worst one. <laughs> well, it's, so it's not the worst, worst one. Definitely Hallows Part 1 is, is the worst one. But wait, I, I was literally just speaking about this before, and I think we need to do the Deathly Hallows in the, both films in one go because Deathly Hallows Part One is just a bit meh. Right, but when you're you not put filling it to- me with confidence, here. yeah. But when you put it together, you've, it, you, it's important that you watch it because there's a lot of things that you find out. But in terms of like, actually, it's just like one long camping trip, to be honest. All right, well, I'll tell you what, we will do when we get to Harry Potter and the Deathly Harrows, we'll watch We'll do both films, yeah. Yeah, you have yeah. to, in my opinion. Okay, well, that's a deal. We'll do that. Yeah, all right. um, but we're talking about um, Chamber of Secrets. Now, but, the yeah. thing that did fill me with um, confidence a little bit before your message was that I <laughs> realised it was, all, it was uh, directed again by uh, Chris Columbus. So yeah. that was a good thing. Uh, obviously, he um, helmed the first film, and that gave mm-hmm. me a little bit of confidence. Um, so, the, when the film started off, I quite liked the way that we focused a little bit more on Harry's home life. He was he now had his own room at the yeah. house, at the Dursley's house. So, obviously, things had had improved slightly, not completely, because they're still like child abusers. But yeah, yeah. Um, at least it was a step up from the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah, obviously. I mean, I think at this point, you probably wouldn't have fit in the cupboard under the stairs. Yeah. Now, I'm at, I was really surprised when I first watched it, like when Harry kept, first came on the scene, how quickly he'd grown up. So, the, um, Literally, the first between, point that I've written down in my notes is kids are grown up. <laughs> they've really grown up at this point. They're not little And like, anymore. it's weird to think that literally... Chamber of Secrets filming started three days after the um, Philosopher's Stone ended. Really? But they, three they've grown days. up so much. Like it's, it's weird, it's isn't more it? more noticeable in Harry, I think, how much older. But there was, only three, there was only three days between filming. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure Yeah. That's really weird, isn't it? Yeah, because then it's a massive for me. It's a massive difference in like yeah, it, it is, it is. Yeah. But I think as you continue now, it's less subtle. Like you'll start to notice it less and less because obviously they're becoming adults, aren't they? So yeah. Um. Well, that's the thing. I'm I'm expecting to get to Deathly Hallows and then be like 
like granddads, like old people. Like, <laughs> your last year at school, Harry. <laughs> I expect them all to look like Dumbledore by the time they get to the last one. No. If they're growing up that quick. No. I think it's just yeah, that but... one film. Yeah. That's really, really funny. But I really enjoyed, uh, don't get me wrong, okay, there was so much about this film that was really charming and quite nice and sort of moved the story on a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that, that I feel like you could have probably taken this film out and no one would actually notice. Um, there wasn't, there wasn't no, no, much no, no, adding no. to the lore no, 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 Right now, I'm not talking talking about like a film that goes back and just like nods to itself, its previous things. I'm talking about a big story point that is important to the to the the rest of the of the Harry Potter story. I'm talking about something that is like if you lost it, the rest of the story wouldn't make sense. Tom Riddle. Right. Okay. So I can understand that, that, but and the fact that Harry's parcel tongue, like it's. I don't want to give too much away because it'll just ruin it. <laughs> no, but just but I do of, understand like, where you're coming from, like in the perspective yeah. that you don't know what's coming. It's a bit like, uh. But as the films go on, you'll start to think back and you'll be like, oh, hang on a minute. Yeah, I understand why that happened and this happened. This film committed a cardinal sin for me when it comes to go film on. writing. It basically had people standing around talking about what was going on do you know what i mean there wasn't mm-hmm. much sort of that whole tom riddle um explanation at the end when he's just standing there telling harry like explaining to harry for me that could have been done in a much better way there could have been more flashbacks there could have been like another character like that the story sort of told sporadically through the film not just like a massive dollop of exposition at the end I was mm-hmm. a bit like, all right, mate, don't tell him your old fucking plot. You know, he basically <laughs> he basically told Harry how to defeat him at the end with a book. And then Harry looks down at the book and goes, oh, yeah, there's the book you're talking about. I'm oh, going to yeah. use that. It's mm-hmm. like, just stop talking. <laughs> Why um, did you do that? I, I, I don't know. But like I said, it's not the best film. And very weirdly... It's the shortest book, but the longest film. Oh, really? Yeah. I think they made a lot out of the um, the whole sort of car thing at the beginning, and then they. I, I think about it, it's a very important film in terms of starting to understand Voldemort and people's roles within Harry's life, and I think you'll kind of yeah. understand that as you start to get. Possibly towards like the Order of the Phoenix, you'll you'll kind of start to be. Able... In fact, no, to be honest, the Prisoner of Azkaban, you'll probably you'll start to understand things. Yeah, so I am looking forward to the Prisoner of Azkaban because it is made yeah, it's a by good one film. of my uh, really good film, Prisoner of, my... of Azkaban. Yeah, the Prisoner of Azkaban so... is when Harry Potter starts to get a bit dark. Yeah, I felt like this film was just filler in some ways. Mm. It is, and I think I, if I can remember, the book was a bit of a filler as well. But it's an important filler, so yeah. And also, you've got like Hermione's character being taken out of the action for sort of the last, like 
the third act in the movie, which was disappointing mm-hmm. because, you know, I think there is there are other characters that could have been taken out. Like they could have, like you know, that little photographer dude could have been, like part of like a foursome could have been part of the gang for a little while rather than him just sort of hanging around taking photos. He could have like tagged himself on to to sort of Ron, Hermione, and, and Harry, and then his, you know, when he got, um, you know, frozen it would have had more of an impact. I think they could have done something like that instead of having to get rid of Hermione for the last sort of third act, which I think was a bit sad. Mm. It it missed something. It it missed uh, the banter. Like, Ron and Harry, that's fine, but it's it's very samey. You know, like, you've got Harry, who's the brains. You've got um, Ron, who's, like, the cowardly lion. I'm going to slightly disagree with you there, because I was actually having this conversation with Ben literally about... 20 minutes ago literally just before the phone started ringing and I was like do you know what without Hermione Harry Potter wouldn't be anything because she is the brains to it all like she's the one that found out about the Basilisk she's the one that um, you know went looking for it with no, no, the no, mirror I, I didn't get to my no what I was going to say was like Harry is like the driving force oh right yeah you know, like, he well, Voldemort's the one that he's after he, he finds out Hermione is like the, the proactive one who is mm. like who's who comes up with the plans comes up with the solutions but it's harry that brings the problem to the table in the first place yeah well, you know, he's like, to kill him, just it? heard some whispering and something about chamber of secrets you know it all comes it stems from harry harry's um, just always in it, the right place at the right time isn't he to find out things and still really shit like <laughs> There's a bit when they're standing in the middle of all the spiders. He's, this is meant to be the most powerful wizard ever. He's standing amongst the spiders and he goes, I, um, I know a spell that would hurt some of them, but not all of them. You're the most powerful fucking... What? But he's like, not the, the most, most powerful wizard and he's the most extraordinary wizard because nobody knows how Voldemort couldn't kill him. That's he's literally special. it. That is literally his thing. Yeah. I didn't get killed. That is literally Harry Potter. The boy who didn't die or whatever it is. The boy who, who lived. The boy who lived. That, is his, that's I mean, his, that was J.K. Rowling's tagline and she fucking went yeah. with it. <laughs> she went with it a bit too much, I think. <laughs> like, he's a wizard, but he has literally, he's the laziest motherfucker in a, <laughs> ever seen in a wizarding movie. Everyone else does spells apart from him. The only time when he ever got badass with the wands was when he was having that like duel with um with Malfoy. That was the only time that he <laughs> yeah. like even started doing anything. I actually would have preferred to have even gone back and Hagrid said to him, "You're a bastard, Harry." <laughs> Instead of a wizard, <laughs> just a, You're just a little bastard. Voldemort couldn't do himself. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no, I understand. I do understand that there's mm-hmm. a lot that I don't know. I'm just taking it from like a person who's come into this yeah. afresh. Like, you know, and you know, sometimes, sometimes when you see the whole picture um, of something, it is very difficult to kind of yeah. But it doesn't take away from the fact that these are individual movies, and this was a movie that some that people were left with for like Mm -hmm. a year or two years so you have to remember that that the viewing audience at the time paid to see this film and they were left with those questions for sort of like two years so i just think that maybe the uh the storyline was just 
so thin. A but bit then shit. At the end, <laughs> yeah, a bit shit. But at the end, it was so much exposition. I was just like saying, dude, shut up. You're literally <laughs> giving everything away. Why are you even talking? Just kill him. <laughs> I know, but... You know, we wouldn't have the other films or books if he killed him, so. Yeah, I do wish that we just had the exposition was from, like, flashbacks or other characters sort of dropping hints mm-hmm. to him throughout the movie, like Dumbledore or Maggie Smith. I can never remember her name. She's just Maggie Smith. Um, doing those <laughs> little things. And I'm liking the extra cameos. I'm liking the fact that the teaching staff is being added to. Um, Miriam Margulies, you know, um, is playing the teacher. Those things that they pull out of the pot are frigging grim. Oh, the, um... the screaming, crying things. Oh, the mandrakes. Yeah, I felt really yeah. sorry for them. I love Professor they... Sprout. I love just, I just love Professor Sprout's name, Professor Sprout. <laughs> Yeah, I love the fact that um, in an interview, Miriam Margulies said that she uh, she basically didn't understand a single word she was saying. <laughs> she just said the word. She said, I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. <laughs> I love that about Miriam Margulies, though. She's very, she wears her heart on her sleeve, bless her. But, um, yeah. yeah, what I think is, what about those mandrake things that were like crying babies, but then later on in the story you hear that to, so save, to save the kids and to save like the people that have been frozen, those poor little crying baby things need to be ground up and boiled. I mean, I know, yeah. whose life is more important here? <laughs> I know, but the, the children, the mudbloods are being petrified, so... Yeah, but the little mandrake screaming plant babies, they've got a right to exist. Not be boiled up just to say stop Hermione looking like her. She's from Madame Two Swords. <laughs> oh, no, I, I think. Very sorry I've... for the little mandrake babies. No, they've they've got a purpose to serve, haven't they? Yeah, well, they're a plot device, aren't they? That's mm. what they are. They're yeah. not. They don't like. It just it delves you a little bit further into that that magic side of things, doesn't it? It's this mystical life that these these little screaming yeah, well, Potter, that can... yeah well, it's all about coincidence isn't it it just so happens that the kids are learning about mandrakes the plant yeah. can unfreeze pe- people and then people start getting frozen it's all like coincidences and mm, and things yeah. like that which i think is quite funny i quite don't get me wrong i like that i, I like that but um yeah it just it just wasn't a stronger story and also i think that we've we've done a lot of world building in the first one the the that laid down the foundations and everything you know mm-hmm. and there was a few nice little um moments of world building in this film but nowhere near as much as there were do you mean like the for example like the screaming letter like the letter of his mum shouting at him that was oh, quite the howler. Nice little part. the howler yeah and yeah. just like a few other things but it wasn't sort of you know it didn't have much of a plot but also it didn't bring much of didn't bring much world building to it either no and there wasn't an awful lot of magic in this film did you notice yeah no absolutely because that end scene with harry and the basilisk he didn't have a wand the whole thing i I know and ron's wand was broken throughout the whole thing so i'm slightly confused what why wouldn't they just go and get him a new wand because he's poor. Is it something to do with uh, money? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it does, 
it's a bit strange. Again, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't get more of um, Ron's mum. I thought she was a great character. Oh, don't you worry really about that. Fun character. Don't you worry about that. <laughs> we get more of her. We get a oh, lot more good. of her. That's good. A lot. We get a lot more of the Weasleys. Of the Weasleys? Okay, cool. Because mm-hmm. I do like, I, I am liking the Weasleys. Yeah, There's a lot very of classism going on. There's a lot of classism. Uh, there's a lot of um, basically the wizard equivalent of racism going on. And, yeah. You know, that's quite an interesting story. Mm-hmm. I quite like that. But um, yeah. yeah, don't get me wrong. I thought it was a it was an interesting installment, but they're just for me. It just there wasn't enough material. There wasn't enough story to to run that that running time. God, two and a half hours. I know it's you don't put. I told you it's it's not the best film, but it it is important. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you if you right, skipped it, it Sorry, you'd be like later on you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah, well that's what I wanted to hear because for me it seemed a little bit inconsequential apart from the whole thing about the guy who just seems to want to tell everybody his whole life story so they can like you know it's like for yeah. me for him it was like telling. He was basically telling Harry that he was ticklish and therefore all <laughs> Harry needed to do was tickle him to win. That was just the equivalent of it for me. And I was just like, don't ever do that. Don't ever have your villains. I mean, people, they do do it in a lot of different things. You know, they in loads of franchises, you always have like the Bond villain explaining to Bond the whole plot so that Bond just goes, oh, thank you, and then goes and kicks the shit out of them. Yeah. But with Harry Potter, it just seemed a little bit out of place. I think the word show don't tell is pro- probably matches up yeah. with how I feel about that. You, you will come to learn why um, Voldemort is very precious over that diary. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, should we hit some ditties? Yeah, let's hit some... We need to rename them. Should we hit some... Um... I don't know. What could we name them? What's something Harry Pottery? Spells. Oh, Spell. Let's hit some spells. Okay, let's hit a spell. <clears throat> you do know that um, there's a new one coming out of Harry Potter. No, there's uh, not. We discussed this last week. The Cursed Child. It's been rumoured for years, but it's not going to happen. No, Unless it I've won't just happen. Something. The, uh, I know that um, a lot of people have had beasts and where to find them. Yeah, there is another fantastic... Apparently there's going to be five Fantastic Beast films altogether. So mm-hmm. that they've still got three more to release. But um, I think I told the story last week, I can't remember, but my friend works for the company that first staged um, The Cursed Child and it's actually written into the contracts that this will only be exclusively a stage production. There is absolutely... Uh, it's, it's written into the contract that it can't become a film. Mm. And I completely and utterly get that because it, it wouldn't work on film because the whole spectacle of uh, The Cursed Child is the stage trickery. Without the stage trickery and everything, it's not a very good story. It's, it's yeah. very basic. There's not much plot there. See, I've not seen it, so I can't really comment. Yeah. Well, you can get the script book and read it. 
but I can tell you that for the fact that if you read it, it, it won't come across very good. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want to ruin that for myself. I'd rather just go and watch yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've had friends that have read it and not seen it. Well, I'm just... I am just reading now. And apparently Warner Brothers have acquired the rights to the play. And that's what's sparking this. What's, this on the web, what's the website called? This is on Cheat Sheet, but... Yeah. If, it if was you on just Den type Geek, it in, or if it was on, if it was on Den of Geek, if it was on uh, Screen Rant, if it was on Coming Soon, I'd believe it. But there's nothing been rumored on there about it, and I know for a fact that they're not allowed to have to make it a film. It's in the contract, so I don't know whether it's when the stage show ends, but I can't imagine that being anytime soon. See so, yeah, another website. Yeah, Warner Brothers is secretly working on getting the movie rights and screenplay settled. I mean, unless yeah, they're going to base it on the cursed child, I, I don't know. But I don't reckon they'll make the film or make anything of it until the until the play finishes. No. And I can't see the play finishing, especially um, seeing that when like theatres go back after COVID, um, it's going to be in de- more in demand. You know, it's probably going to be even harder to get a ticket. So I don't reckon that um, that the uh, the film is coming, unfortunately. Sorry, guys. Sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> but, um, right, let's get a To be honest, I've never seen a Harry Potter movie in my life. Never read one of the books. Am I kind of weird for that? Because I've also never seen a Marvel or a DC movie in my life. So, am I weird? <laughs> well, I've never seen a Harry Potter film until we started this uh, conversation last week. Uh, but you are weird for not having seen a Marvel or DC film yet. There's something <laughs> seriously wrong with you. I go to even see I, your even I've watched a Marvel film. <laughs> go and see a health professional as soon as possible. Get yourself <laughs> <checked> <laughs> over. Are you guys watching the films now? If if so, which one which one are you on? I I'm guessing you've not really seen them before. I love the Harry Potter books and the films. They're okay, the films, but the books are best. Hi, Matty. Happy birthday. birthday. It's my birthday today. Oh, bon anniversaire, mon ami. Um, um, so I've watched film. it. It's not. <laughs> no, I've never seen them before. We've just watched the second film today, and this, that's the conversation we're having. Uh, but yeah, welcome, my friend. Um, yeah, we're going to be discussing more about the film. Uh, I always look up some fun trivia and facts about the movie as well to intersperse. Well, we've, probably got, we've probably been on the same website in regards to that. We've probably got all the same facts today. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do one each. <laughs> right, oh, forget my last message. Chamber of Hidden Secrets is on. Yeah, in the best one, the third and the fourth. Are the best. Okay. Do you agree, Catherine? Uh, third. I like them all apart from Death and Hell's part one after this. <laughs> right. And we're going to have to watch that back to back. Yeah. Okay, that's the deal. Right. See you later. It's my birthday. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> it is your birthday.
Happy, Happy birthday. birthday! Mud bloods and squibs, pure bloods and muggles. That's all the names for you. Ah, see, these are the uh, things yeah. that I'm learning as I go along about mud bloods and all that sort of thing, which is quite uh, interesting. You know, I'd never heard the phrase muggle before, and now I know what it means. But I'd, I've heard it like said by people, but I've been like, "What's wrong with what you? That like, are you ill?" Yeah, um, <laughs> you're all right. But... You're all right. <laughs> have you have you hurt yourself? You're right, hun. Um, <laughs> but now I know. But now I know yeah. th what that means, which is a good thing. The Cursed Child, I gave it a read, but I don't even think I finished it off. It was, for me, um, even in a way, it, it felt like it was like a fan fiction compared to actually J.K. Rowling having any part in it. It just, it, it were awful. Yeah, that's what a lot of Harry Potter film, uh, what the Harry Potter fans say, that the storyline of The Cursed Child is terrible. But um, if you watch it live on stage, the way that they um, have staged it sort of takes you away from the plot and you're just looking at what the, how the hell are they doing this? You know, I, I think it, the stage play is real magic, like come to life. I was just like, what is going on? But did it make sense to you because you haven't seen Harry Potter? Well, uh, it, it makes all right sense. I mean... Obviously, let's not talk about it because I've tried to eject it from my brain, but I will just bring it back for this comment. Obviously, I do know like who survives and who doesn't. I do know who marries who and who doesn't. But that's the only thing oh, that I sort of know about. <laughs> Fucking hell. But um, anyway, let's forget about that. I know nothing else about the story. I know nothing else. So even though I do know that, uh, the, all the intricacies of the story, I don't know. So anyway, let's not talk about that because I don't want you to say something and then be like, oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> if you've never read or seen a movie of Harry Potter or a Marvel film, oh, back to that person who said, how the hell have you not seen one by accident on TV? Holy fuck. <laughs> That's very true. I, must I don't... admit, I do agree with him. Do Americans play films like we do? Oh, God, yeah. They have more, mo loads of movie channels and, you know, they're movie obsessed, uh, which is why it's quite um, strange to hear someone say they haven't seen a film in these big franchises. Oh. I mean, I've watched 22 Marvel films in the last two weeks to lead up to WandaVision so that for Marvel Mondays. And I just wallow in them. They're so much fun. So much fun. Um, and of course, like you know, Chris Evans, not not English Chris Evans, Chris Evans who plays Captain America. Oh, America's ass. That's all I'm gonna I say. I mean, everything you just said to me just went in one ear and out the other. Well, you're missing out because you're missing out on Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, Chris um, Pratt. You're missing out on all these absolute gorgeous hunks going around topless and fighting. It's amazing. You're missing out. <laughs> if you, you know, I'm not so. missing out. I'm I'm asking Dumbledore to stay fully clothed, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to the RPG uh, game of Hogwarts. Uh, I think uh, Catherine will know what I'm on about. It's uh, set way before Harry is even born, like in the early 1900s, I think it is, and you can create your own character. It's not out yet, but when it is. 
I might buy myself a PS5. I might do, or PS4 if it comes out on that. But I've only got a Nintendo Switch at the moment. Huh. I don't know what okay. this is. I mean, I'm not, I'm not massively into games, so it wouldn't be something that was on my radar, to be honest. And even if I was a massive Harry Potter fan, I'm not a fan of, see, of uh, sorry, prequels. I'm not a fan of things set before the universe that we first know. Because I feel like in prequels, there's no dramatic tension, which is why, you know, I'm umming and ahhing about when we have finished the Harry Potter movies, whether we would go on and watch the Fantastic Beasts films, because... Yes, we... No, know. no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to watch them. Absolute fantastic films. Yeah, but I don't like... Um, I don't like prequels. I don't like knowing what's what's going to... Like, there's no but tension they're, 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 not because... re- they're not really related to Harry Potter. But I thought Dumbledore was in them. Yeah, he is, but not as Dumbledore as you know him. Like, it's little Dumbledore. <laughs> it's Jude Law Dumbledore. Jude Law Dumbledore. <laughs> That's who it is. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, um, right. You know what they should do? They should make, you know, like they made Quidditch Through the Ages, the, the charity book. Like, they haven't done that, anything with that compared to the, uh, Fantastic Beasts. Why don't they have it where it's kind of one player who who becomes big, you know, like through whatever decade or whatever, and it 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 shows their life throughout playing Quidditch. Maybe the the starting Hogwarts playing it, you know, in in the in the teams, but then in in the houses, I mean, and then they rise up into being a proper Quidditch player. That'd be sick, mate. That'd be fucking amazing. What, like FIFA, but with Quidditch? <laughs> I think uh, Martin needs to speak to J.K. Rowling. No, nobody needs to speak to J.K. Rowling. She needs to be, to be locked in a dungeon and never let out again. <laughs> well, this is true. <laughs> um, okay, she needs so... to be banished to the Chamber of Secrets. She does. With the basilisk. Basilisk. Yeah. Um... I do feel like um, there is, I think I've heard of this, a real-life Quidditch league. Yeah, there is. I don't know how the hell they play it. Do they play? I think they just run around on broomsticks. They need to get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or or something else. They need to take up tennis. (laughs) That's what they need to do. (laughs) They need to do... Tennis over Quidditch. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, Mum, I'm going to play Quidditch. Can I borrow the broom? <laughs> Ridiculous. Ridiculous. That's so funny. No, I, I, I would never laugh. Actually, I take back my um, my last statement. I don't laugh at people's interests. I've got interests that people, like, would poke fun at. But they're my interests, and everyone deserves to have a hobby. But I do think a load of grown people running around with brooms um, is a funny sight. Yeah, they're loving it and they're enjoying it and I love that. But for me, they would look batshit crazy. Oh, just go on Google. Go on Google and type it in to see it. I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for that. <laughs> no, just do it. I don't know. Um, so, we, we, we need to discuss one of the most important characters in the entire franchise. Have they been in this film? Yeah. Is it Kenneth Branagh? 
No. Is it Snape? No. It's Dobby. Oh, fuck. Do not say that about Dobby Keith. Dobby is disturbing. No, he's not. He's a self-harmer. Catherine, at the beginning of the film, he bangs his head against things. He smashes himself in the face. What is that teaching kids? What is that teaching them? Because he's been a bad elf. And it explains to you the kind of life that he's had with the Malfoys because he's punishing himself for, for telling Harry the truth. That's not something you can put in a kid's movie. I mean, the Chamber of Secrets isn't very childlike, is it? Let's be honest. There's blood written on walls. There's big, scary snakes having its eyes jabbed out. Spiders. Like, it's not a kid's film at all. Spiders. Don't forget the spiders. Yeah. Spiders. I get that. I get that. Okay. But, like, a self-harming elf... To me, it, it, I was pretty disturbed at that first scene. I was watching it going, what the hell? He is portrayed as a baddie at the beginning. but And again, as we see him again, you'll just, you'll grow to love him. Catherine, everyone, everyone agrees with me that Dobby is terrible. Oh my God, I love Dobby. How dare you? <laughs> He just wants what's best for Harry Potter. How can you exactly? <laughs> Do you like what I did there? Yeah. Um. Oh, man. I just found him deeply irritating. Deeply, deeply irritating. I, I just don't know if we can be friends anymore. <laughs> this oh, is how serious it is, enough of him. Maybe I haven't seen enough of him. That's the problem. I just... My, li- my little brain can't handle what you're saying to me. Oh. Well, don't worry. Basically, oh, what I'm saying I'm is... Generally I generally feel like crying because you don't like him. Like, he, he I just not that I don't do like him. I find him... <sighs> Catherine, if I showed you a film where in the first five minutes there was this little ugly elf <laughs> thing punishing itself... Like some sort of devout, devout Catholic priest. What would you? What did you? What would you say? I'd be like, oh, he's weird. Doing it. And then I'd be like, oh, he's punishing himself because he's telling Harry things he shouldn't be saying. It's weird, okay? It's weird. But at the end, I thought the little trick that Harry played with the sock was neat, and I'm glad oh, that Dobby is now free. Um, because obviously there'll be less self-harming. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can interesting understand... fact. Interesting fact about that scene. Do you want to know it? Okay, go on. I'm probably reading it right now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. As as because obviously Harry lifted up his trouser leg, didn't need to indicate to Dobby that there was no sock on his leg, on his foot. Yeah. Sorry. Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. had to shave only one leg. <laughs> Shave a le- he had to shave his leg. He had to shave his leg, but just the one. Why? He's only like five or, or 12 or one of those numbers. <laughs> he must have had really hairy legs. Oh my God, he must have. They, that one leg must be extra hairy now. 
<laughs> but so if you shave, you know, that leg comes back, that hair comes back twice as bad. Oh, it's not true. Yeah, that's funny. Daniel Radcliffe actually said that Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets was his favourite book of the series. Hmm. Now that's interesting. Hmm. That, that's very, uh, very strange. Hmm. Very strange. Okay, let's hit some dicks and then I'm going to come in with some more interesting facts about this movie, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, of which I watched for the first time today. He's little Dumbledore. I love that. What is it? Yeah, it's like a, a young Dumbledore when he's like in his twenties. So you know what I mean. Him and Harry haven't even fucking met yet. His, his parents haven't even met him yet at that point. You know what I mean? This is set in like nineteen twenties. We're like all set of new characters. It's just another another story in that magical world. It's nothing to do with Harry Potter's at all. Yeah, you, you'll love it. Okay, okay, interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll, uh, I'll see. I'll see how I feel after the last Harry Potter movie. Oh, Dobby is disturbing. Oh, my God. I love Dobby. He's, he's, he's such a character that just comes in and out of the whole story. Um, plays his part well. Yeah. Dobby! <laughs> <laughs> Dobby! Master yeah. has given Dobby stuff. No, no, isn't it? Master <laughs> has presented Dobby with clothing. Dobby is a free elf. Dobby is a freak. <laughs> no, Dobby I'm joking. Is I'm joking. Free. I'm I know all of Dobby's lines. I love Dobby. him that much. Yeah. You inspire. He inspires you. He's your role model. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's weird because, like, obviously, me and Ben quote Dobby to one another. Like, that's how much we love him. But like Ben saved him, my phone is Mr. Dobby. <laughs> well, I know for a fact that at Christmas you don't just give each other socks. It's ridiculous. <laughs> What's funny is <laughs> our friend Hannah actually did give him a sock for Christmas. <laughs> He's now free. Morning for everyone. <laughs> Not just from me, but from Kath and Keith, I imagine. There's going to be a lot of spoilers. There could be a, potentially a lot of spoilers. Uh, talked about so if I, if you never watched it but you want to at some point, I would not listen to this really. <laughs> I would not listen to this. Uh, but yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, yes, there are spoilers, but we are inviting our audience and our listeners to come and watch the films along with us. So we are only on the second film. We've only just watched uh-huh. the second movie, so it's not like we are. Uh, too far ahead for you to catch up. Uh, you know, there's a lot of time to do that. So don't feel left out by this conversation. And remember, next week we'll be going on to The Prisoner of Azkaban. Is that right, the third one? Yeah, one of the best films. Yeah, see, I'm really looking forward to that. So fingers okay. crossed. I think this is where, you know, I think yeah. this is where I totally, totally like zoned out on the franchise. I think I might have seen the first two films like, out of the corner of my eye, not really paying much mm. attention to them. But Prisoner of Azkaban, I've never seen. From Prisoner of Azkaban onwards, I've never... I've and I'd say it ramps up no massively in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay. Right, um, let's hit it. Oh, go on. No, go on. I was going to start asking you some questions, but... Yeah. Uh, we've got quite a few messages coming through. Uh, I'm just moderating them as well. Um, 
just so that we don't get any little yeah, just people. Just play the messages, then I'll, ask you. I'll come at you with my questions. Okay. It, uh, I just thought of something. If you've uh, never seen um, extras, Ricky Gervais's uh, show extras, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's has he's got he, he's got like a guest star appearance in it. Um, I recommend watching that that whole series, but especially that episode. It's brilliant. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. No, me neither. I've never watched that. Cool. It, it's on my list of things to watch. Yeah. Hey, Hermione. How are we doing? I want to go to Gryffindor. What's going on, people? It's his Scottish accent. It's freaking shit, isn't it? Oh, God, it sounds sounds like he's half cut, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm like sick of telling him it's a, shit, but he won't listen. He's had, he's had a bram or whatever they call it already. <laughs> it, is, it is pretty bad, Richie. I wouldn't do that public again. Maybe like in front of the mirror in private, but maybe not. He does it every Saturday morning when there's Scottish people listening as well. And they're coming in and they're like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, yeah, that's my Scottish accent. <laughs> Painful. Painful. You have no authority here, Jackie Weaver. No, no authority <laughs> at all. Yeah, really. You have you're Jackie no Weaver. authority here, Jackie Weaver. No, 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 she's, she's kicked him out. She kicked him out. Me, me and Rishi are doing a rendition of that on next week's um, Saturday morning show. I have to tell you, she's become like a like a legend, isn't she already? Yeah, Jackie Weaver. She's, she's she was the, she was only brought into that meeting to sort it all out. Like she's she the happiness of lockdown there. number three. She like is. Tiger King was lockdown one. Yeah, what happened in lockdown two? Sir Tom. Oh yeah, Sir Tom. Oh, was that lockdown two? I thought that was number no, one. That was lockdown one. That was lockdown one. Yeah. What happened in number two? Oh, I don't... Christmas. When was lockdown? When was lockdown number two? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think that there's any. I think it's just one long, long lockdown. I don't really differentiate them now. I can't um... even talk today. Anyway. <laughs> what is your favourite? Character mine has got to be surprisingly Luna because she's very good, and not just that. My other favorite is Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe, because I once got called a Daniel Radcliffe lookalike because of my eyes and my hair at the time when I was young and the glasses. Hmm, well, I don't know who Luna is yet. Am I have I met her yet, or, or, or what? Luna love good yet. Okay. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, I will um, meet her and then I'll be able to give you my review on old Luna. Oh. But yes, Harry Potter. Yeah. And to, oh, so you Harry Potter lookalike there, Catherine, it sounds like. Oh. Barry Potter. Harry Potter. I'm sure there was a book. I'm sure there was. There was a book, uh, Barry Trotter, was it like a spin off or something? I don't or know. A parody. I don't but, know. Yeah. Right. Thank you for your messages, guys. Um, I'm going to just play a couple more and then we will get through, dig deep into the 
like of trivia and Catherine's going to ask me some questions about uh, my very first viewing of Harry Potter and the Chambre of Secrets. Chambre. Yeah. I love y'all's accents. Y'all have the most amazing accents ever. I'm from the state, so it's unique that y'all have these awesome accents. Oh, very kind of you. Yeah. Um, can't really give much um, thanks to myself for how I talk, but thank you very much. <laughs> thanks, Mum. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks for that. So, are we talking about Harry Potter Chamber of Secrets? We are. Okay, so, like, honestly speaking, this was probably one of my personal least favorites. Until we get to, like, the last number six. Number six was probably the least favorite. Let's say that. There we go. Oh, see, Standard thoughts amongst all Harry Potter fans. Okay. So it goes, Harry Potter, um, Deathly Hallows Part 1 is the worst, and Chamber of Secrets is the second from worst. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. That's fair. Right, who's this? I swear, if I remember correctly, Lenny Henry also was in one of the Potter movies, but I can't remember what he played. But I do remember he was in him. Oh, don't know. Do you know if he was? Uh, he, he played the Lenny. voice of. I'm not gonna. No, don't Google it. Do not Google it. Ah, okay. he's in the next film, but he plays the. The voice of somebody. The voice of someone, okay. But I don't okay. think you'll know it's Lenny Henry. Okay. Hey, 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 bitches. How are you both doing? Oh, you missed out on a trick there, Kel. You should have gone, hey, 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 witches. <laughs> that would have tied in more with uh, our Harry, Harry Potter themed Themes. conversation. Yeah. Witches. We're good. We're good. Thanks. I'm happy with bitches. Witches would have been yeah. better, but which? Uh, but yeah. So anyway, I'm finding <laughs> it so difficult to string, to string words together right. and sentences. So. I do apologise. It's just I'm very bamboozled by this whole um, conversation today because obviously I do know we're only on like the second film of of eight, so I do um, I do realise there's six more, but um, I'm very confused. So okay. ask me a question, Catherine. So obviously as someone that's watched Harry Potter several times and knows what's going to happen, you start to pick up on things. So like, I feel like the more that you watch the films, the more you start to see things that you never saw before. And I think that's the case of anything. But I know that you, you've got quite an eager eye for things. Mm-hmm. So with the whole Tom Riddle thing... Did you realise that that was Voldemort until before he said it was Voldemort? Well, no, I thought there was something deeper going on. I thought that, you know, especially when they brought in the the thing with Mona Myrtle and all that sort of that plot line. Um, I didn't get it, no. But I did think that the uh, <laughs> when he mixed the words around and it was like, I am Voldemort, I was like, Really, man, you must have sat there for hours 
with I and Voldemort trying to rearrange them into letters to spell a name that was half decent. Well, Voldemort's I'm going to tell got way you... too much time on his hands. I know, yeah. Well, you know, I have got an interesting fact for you, though. Okay, go on, hit me. So, obviously, the film has been adapted into several different languages. Yes. So, obviously, Voldemort's saying, like that phrase, I am Voldemort, yeah. has been different in several languages because I am part is different. It's just we, Voldemort. Yeah. yeah. Do you know this fact? No, I don't. Right. So, obviously, in English, his name was Tom Marvolo Riddle. And it's yeah. an anagram of I am Lord Voldemort. But the translators had to change his name to make sense. So in French, for instance, his name became Tom Elvis. I, I don't know if I'm going to be saying this right. Judasaur, which became Je suis Voldemort. Okay. <laughs> so they actually physically had to change Tom Riddle's name. For every language. For every language. It was like the film was dubbed in. Yeah, when they had to go through and they had to record the scenes twice that mentioned the Philosopher's Stone and they had yeah, to the mention Sorcerer's the Sorcerer's Stone. Stone. Do you know what I mean? Like, just try and keep it uniform, guys. You're putting yourself oh, no. too much stress for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> no and, apparent reason. Yeah, and as well, did you ever, like, because looking, watching back at the film, the amount of times that the sink in the girls' bathroom is on a single shot in that film, it's obvious. Yeah. It's so obvious. It's in plain sight that that is the entrance to the Chamber of the Secrets. Like, did that ever come into your mind? Like, Well, I did think that we were spending way too much time in there. And why was, where, why was I staring at, a, like, a bog and, uh, <laughs> you know, the... <laughs> little sinks and stuff like that but obviously I didn't get it no because I thought they would just did that to bring in the character of Moaning Myrtle yeah but uh, mm, which I thought was really clever I do like I do like uh, Moaning Myrtle's character do, do we yeah. see much more of her is she ever in it again uh, yeah oh, okay yes yeah. it wasn't just a, a one time thing nope and the other thing that I wanted to ask you if you picked up on Obviously, especially like in the first film. Well, no, I'll scrap that. Did you wonder how you know Tom Riddle was able to use Harry's wand? Yes, uh, I wondered that. Did like, you clock a lot. this? I wondered, I, yeah, I wondered how did um, Kenneth Branagh's character use Ron's wand? Well, it well. was it, it was always going to backfire on him, didn't it? But yeah. Do we remember a certain scene in film one? Mm. When Harry in gets Olive, his wand for the first time. In Ollivanders. Yeah. And, and he Harry says, Voldemort's wand are the only two in the world because they have the feather yeah. from the Phoenix. Yeah. So that's how that's how he's able to use his wand. Yeah. Which is a great nice. little touch, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I thought that was quite nice. Yeah. And this is what Harry yeah. Potter is. So, you know, as the films go on, more and more of this will start to happen. Okay. And those little references will start to get stronger and stronger and things will start to... That That is what Harry Potter is. <laughs> and that's why yeah. it's so good. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I've got a fact for you. Do you know the scene when um, Harry is disguised as, is it Goyle and... Um, 
Crab and Goyle. When, yeah, there's a bit when Dra- uh, Draco says something like, um, oh, I didn't know you could read. Yeah. Do you know that wasn't in the script? That was improvised because he forgot his line. Yeah. Well, apparently not many people could remember the lines on this film. Apparently quite a, a lot of stuff was kind of thrown in. Improvised. Well, good. That's when that's good because, like, mm-hmm. improvisation sometimes leads to to better things, doesn't it? Like this, like I didn't know you could read. That's a really good line. Whereas I don't know what the line was meant to be, but it worked perfectly. Yeah, it's just that little so, bit um, of natural banter, isn't it, between yeah the real life people that kind of comes across on stage. Did you know that um, the filmmakers had to make an entire row of houses? Because they lost the access to the neighbourhood of Privet Drive. Ah, oh, shit. No, I didn't. Yep. What site are you using, by the way? Is it <laughs> uh, no. Oh, that's okay then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they, they used an actual ha- ha- row of houses in the first film, but they lost access to it. So they had to build Privet Drive again. Yeah. Which is mad. So the actress... That is mad. Like the money, but they had the money though, so that was fine. Mm, yeah. But um, Shirley Henderson, talking of Moaning Myrtle, Shirley Henderson, who played Moaning Myrtle, is the oldest actress to portray a Hogwarts student, and she was thirty-seven yep. at the time. That's madness. Mad. Yeah. But she does it so well. Can you, Catherine? You need to pretend not to know for the audience. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Hogwarts. Just... She was the she was thirty seven years old. <gasps> thirty seven. <laughs> thirty seven. See, see what you do. We do for you, listeners. We're very considerate. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> you mad? Thirty seven. Here's yeah. one for you. Rupert Grint Go actually on. suffers from arachnophobia, and in the scene where Ron and Harry are in Aragog's Hollow. Ron's frightened look was not acting. He was that petrified. But the, but the spiders weren't there, were they? They were surely a CGI effect after, or did they have like some real ones? I, th- I think well? I think Aragog is real because Aragog's actually at the Warner Bros. Studio, isn't he? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think I think yeah. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. I like that they scared that probably gave him nightmares and scared the living shit out of the poor little bugger. Bless him. Yeah. This film definitely was darker already. I could see like a massive step forward from the uh, the first one into like the darkness. Like you were saying about the blood and the cat like being killed and and all that sort of thing, you know? It was quite it was quite dark. Mhm. Yeah. It it gets darker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Mm. I can imagine. Yeah. Do you know what um what house Moaning Myrtle was a member of? Oh, I don't actually. Yeah. So according to she who met, who will not be spoken, uh, Moaning Myrtle was a member of Ravenclaw. Okay, I can see it. Yeah, a little uh, a little tiny um uh, nugget for you, and also um. The um, Tom Riddle character uh, had some someone auditioned for that role, which I'm I'm actually quite I'm sure that they are glad now they didn't get it. So Eddie Redmayne, who who plays Newt in Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, he mm-hmm. auditioned for the role of Tom Riddle, 
and uh, didn't and get it. Got it because he would not be playing new <laughs> and yeah, making exactly. the <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, so it's just um, as one, yeah, you know. One Sorry, go on. I was going to say it's just a reminder that you know, just because you get a no once doesn't mean it's going to be a no forever. Yeah, just keep on going. So someone mentioned last week about uh, Zoe Wanamaker's character, uh, Madame Hooch, mm-hmm. who was in the first film but didn't appear. And the reason why was Zoe Wanamaker didn't appear in this movie um, as Hogwarts flying instructor Madame, Madame Hooch, as Wanamaker found the salary unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. Hooch's speaking lines were given to uh, Professor McGonagall and other characters. But, I mean... You just don't, do you? Like in a franchise like Harry Potter, you don't just go, "Oh no, I'm not going to do it because I don't." I, the money's not enough. Well, you just uh, do it and hope that maybe in the future, when you get into like, like you know, this is an ongoing franchise; it's regular work. Why would she do that? And the films, the books have been so successful. But the thing is, this particular film had a lot of salary issues. So right, okay. Daniel Radcliffe apparently was initially offered £125,000 to do the film. And the Actors' Union equity had to step in. And they negotiated with Warner Brothers. And his his salary increased to roughly £2 million. Yeah. £2 million. That's a big jump. But very funnily... um, Hugh Grant was originally cast as Gilderoy Lockhart. Okay. But he had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts. And after um, he dropped out, Alan Cumming was offered the role of Lockhart. But when he found out how much Rupert Grimp was making in comparison, he turned it down as he would not agree to be paid less than a 12-year-old amateur. And that is what he actually said. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> wow and then the role went to one of the, the the country's best like most professional actors Kenneth Branagh yeah he played that role so well yeah I think he was my, one of my favourite characters in it mm. such a brilliant character yeah, yeah really good I loved, I loved his character I loved the fact that he was just like this pompous idiot who you know was a fraud but came across really, really interesting. I, I, I do like his character a lot. Mm, yeah. So uh, many people think that Professor Lockhart is a character based on J.K. Rowling's ex-husband. Rowling has said that in her official website that Lock, Lockhart was based on an um, egocentric person that she uh, that she really dislikes. Uh, he may or may not be her ex-husband. <laughs> 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 so that's who the character is based on. And obviously, that's quite funny. That's a good way of uh, of doing it, isn't it? Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty funny. That's quite funny. <laughs> yeah. So um, um, let's hit a ditty uh, while I yeah. look up some more interesting facts about Harry Potter and the Chambre of Secrets. Keith Andrews, I heard you mention WandaVision, and me and my friend, me and my roommate boyfriend whatever it is um we <laughs> were watching we just got to episode three of wandavision and i'm completely un i don't know what's going on but it seems really cool 
Well, if you're still li- listening, Fantasia, you need to pop over um, tomorrow at, oh my God, um, what would it be? Uh, 3 p.m. Uh, p- 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow and listen to Marvel Monday with me and Rishi. We'll be going uh, more in depth into WandaVision tomorrow. But we're talking about Barry Trotter today. Barry Trotter. Trotter. You you weren't the one that brought up WandaVision, so, you know. That is true. (laughs) That is true. My bad. Hey, 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 witches. (laughs) (laughs) Good one, Cal. Brilliant. Thanks. Brilliant. Thanks, love. Thanks, love. This is my favourite Harry Potter quote of all time if you disagree with me you're wrong so it's this one stop 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 you're going to take someone's eye out besides you're saying it's wrong it's leviosa not leviosa (laughs) yeah we remember that quote from last week how annoying (sighs) brilliant about a, about two months, three months before the film release, um, mm-hmm. um, there was a film uh, version of Scooby Doo that came out, and it was a massive hit. But a lot of people were, were reporting that um, people were leaving the movie theaters uh, after the trailers because many Harry Potter fans only went to see the film uh, to get to see the trailer for Chamber of Secrets. Really? Yeah. So not many. So people bought a ticket to watch Scooby Doo and didn't hang around. <laughs> I mean, they just wanted to see the the trailer for Chamber of Secrets. This is obviously yeah. way before like so it was readily available released on YouTube. Mhm. Yeah. Well, hang on, That's one so... cotton pick a minute. I've just read that this is the only Harry Potter movie to have a post credit scene. What's that? I didn't see a post-credit scene. What? A post-credit scene? What? Wait one cotton picking minute. Oh my right. god, what the fuck? So, so, right, okay, guys, no, we're going to discover this no, post-credit scene together. Okay, we're going to discover this together, guys. Does anyone know about a post-credit scene? Okay, I'm on it, I'm on it. Right, let's, let's get this set up. Let's watch it together, Catherine. Guys, we've just found out that what? Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets has a post-credit scene. I don't, don't know, know if it does. Well, I, this is what I'm reading. If it doesn't, our listeners... But I'm on Sky, so it might cut it off. No, it's okay. Hang on. I've got it here. I'm, I watch it. I've got the DVD, so... Okay. <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, Go. yeah, no, I have seen it. Right, oh. Okay, okay. Don't tell me because I'm about to watch it. I don't know what it is. Hang on. I've seen it. Okay, so it's a post-credit scene. Okay, bear with. I've got this whole DVD thing to do. Come on. I should be playing music. We need to talk over the music, otherwise. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Okay, bear with. Bear with. It's not. Have you got to oh it? Oh my god, why is this DVD menu going on literally longer than the actual film itself? Come on! <laughs> it's literally like four minutes before the end. 
Well, less than four that. Minutes before, four minutes before the end of what? Like, the, it'll cut off. Oh, okay. I can't believe that I'm still watching the DVD menu. What the hell? <laughs> what it's do you mean the DVD menu? <laughs> I've got I watch I've got them on DVD, so that's how I've been watching them. Well, I don't uh, get what you mean by DVD menu. Like a menu, like the bit you know, like the beginning bit of the like before you're waiting before it can tell you to play the movie. Oh, I'm right, okay. going, come on, hurry up! Right, well, I'm going to give so, you right. some more facts. Well, hang on, I'm on the credits now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and see if I can find it. Give me a fact whilst I find it. Um. During shooting the film, Dobby was played by a ball on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that would probably be more acceptable uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, and Dobby's ears were based on the ears of an art department dog named Max that used to sleep under the designer's desks. Oh, that's cute. I like that. Yeah. That's nice. Um, okay. What's that? Are you being stormed? Please raid. What the hell? Are you alright? No! What's happened? Oh my god. Do question sometimes. Get this thing burned. Oh no! I'm just getting to the post credit sequence. Catherine's burnt her dinner. I can't find this post credit sequence. What's happening, listeners? This is an interesting okay. episode. Oh no! I thought you were being—I um, thought you were being raided by the police. Then that's what it sounded like. Jeez, my lamb's been in for an extra half an hour, Uncle Good. Oh no! Oh no, love. Yeah. I'm probably going to say this fact while I'm recording the message, but um, the other thing with the spiders is that. Bella, the dog that plays Fang, was so protective of Daniel Radcliffe that she would just constantly bark at the, like, Aragog um, animatronics. Um, So there's, like, ten dogs that play Fang over the course of the series, but um, they had to basically not use Bella for that scene because she she wouldn't stop barking. Oh, that's cute. I love that. Right, I'm about to watch the post-credits sequence. I mean, it, it really yeah, isn't worth Di- everything that you've just been through. <laughs> okay, we're in Diagon Alley. It's zooming down. Oh. Oh, Lockhart's in prison. Oh, no, he doesn't know who he is. He's in a mental... Oh, he's in, a, in a, an asylum. Oh, okay. So he's in an asylum, is he? Uh, oh, that's all you really get to see. <laughs> yeah. Do we ever see him again? Don't know. We don't get to see his character again, Lockhart. I don't know. Oh. You don't know? Don't know. I'm not giving anything away at this point. Might do, might not. Oh, okay. Wait, what? Who's never seen Harry Potter? Hi, Dan. Dan Hi, Dan. Haven't seen you in a long time, Dan. It's um, Keith that's never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen Barry Trotter. Yeah, so, absolutely. That's one of the really annoying things about the films versus the books is there's a whole big thing where the trio meet Lockhart in a different 
um, one of the books, and I won't tell you which one because it'll sort of give spoilers what happens in that one. I don't want to do that. Um, and they have like a whole thing about him. He doesn't even remember being their teacher or anything, and it's really cool. And they just entirely left that whole bit out of the films. Ah, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. There's an extra scene. They could have put that as the um, the post-credit sequence, couldn't they? Possibly. I mean, it's a very short post-credit sequence. It's not anything. It was. That it wasn't was, much did, to write home but about. It didn't but, warrant uh... me jumping off my bed and running downstairs and nearly breaking my neck in the process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like I've, I, I don't know if I have seen it. I feel like I might have watched it. I don't know. It's just so short, it, you kind of forget that it's there. Yeah, well, it's very, very short. You, you mentioned Barry Trotter earlier. Um, this is a message from the future. I bought those parody books. They actually came out as parody books uh, about a year or two after all the Harry Potter started coming out. I think I've still got them somewhere. Like, I don't know where I've put them. They're in storage. But they might be actually worth something now. Maybe. Oh, yeah, maybe. I, yeah, they were. Barry Trotter. Yeah, I remember seeing them in the shop a lot when I was younger, when the <laughs> Harry Potter films were coming out. They were quite popular. But, um, yeah, I haven't seen them for a while, so maybe. Maybe you're sitting on a gold mine. That'd be cool. Maybe, yeah. Maybe have a, look, yeah. a quick Google about it and see. Yeah, absolutely. Can't believe you've never seen Harry Potter. That is basically my childhood... And, yeah, I think you should just stop what you're doing right now and just go binge watch for, like, the next, basically, day. Just, just, just do it. Well, we're watching a film a week, my friend. We've, we've just watched The Chamber of Secrets. Next week, we'll be watching The Prisoner of Azkaban and so on and so forth. But we are doing uh, Deathly Hallows as one uh, episode we're not going to split them up like they did with the film um yeah. so yeah come back and join us next week will be prisoner of azkaban am i saying it right so. azkaban prisoner of oh good okay i'm gonna say it right. i i wish in the first film that they hadn't missed out the deaf deer party where they all have like a, a deaf deer for um sir nicholas the uh, gryffindor ghost that would have been, they should have put in like, like, like a bonus clip, you know what I mean? So there's some of There's loads of deleted scenes for all of the Harry Potter films, I think. If you go on to YouTube, you can look at deleted scenes. Like, I wanted to see uh, Rick Mayle uh, put back into the film as Peeves. Uh, mm, we discussed this that week, brilliant. Yeah, but unfortunately, mm. I don't think those, uh, those scenes exist anymore, which is really sad. No, gone really, I mean, they really must sad. be in the, in the Warner Brothers archive somewhere. Yeah. All the portraits around um, Hogwarts are all a production crew. So there's one of Stuart Craig, <laughs> there's one of the executive producer Mark Radcliffe. So, executive producer Mark Radcliffe, is that Daniel Radcliffe's dad, maybe? Ooh, is he know. an executive producer on the film? No, I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs> um, think. The, I don't the portraits on um, what's the one in Dursley's walls are all made by local children. All the painting, all the pictures. Picture box, nice, nice little touch. That's cool. Mm. Yeah. 
So, um, you know the sequence where Harry Potter is writing in the diary? Yeah. That's not, that's not Daniel Radcliffe's handwriting because Chris Columbus didn't feel that Daniel Radcliffe's handwriting was how Harry would write. <laughs> so an extra's handwriting was used instead. What an insult. <laughs> I know. I, I, I was, if I was him, I'd be like, uh, I am Harry Potter. What are you talking about? Dickhead. I know, yeah. Like, frig off. <laughs> yeah, bugger off. What are you talking about? Um, yeah, have you got any facts? What, have you got any questions? I suppose. Um... We've got like 15 minutes left, so we can get, get some questions in as well. I mean, do you think that Harry Potter should maybe give up Quidditch? <laughs> no, he's good at he's he's caught the um the snitch twice in the two games health? that I've seen. In, well, yeah, I mean, only because what's his name Draco was playing, but he's caught that snitch twice in two games, so I think he should keep at it. This is true. Um, did you know that um? Well, here's a question for you, actually. What do you think of the Malpheus? Very dad. The dad? Mm-hmm. Well, he's played by Jason Isaac, who's an actor that I really like anyway. But, yeah, I mean, he's obviously a wrong one, isn't he? Blatantly mm. a wrong one. How it's wrong weird. I don't know. Oh, God, I think he's, like, proper down and dirty with Voldemort. Yeah. Okay. Probably okay. giving Voldemort a handjob. He's that okay. down and dirty with it. Yeah, um, not fire <laughs> Are you not allowed to say that? Bro, you've just um, it. The thing is, though, I think it's his character really overshadows um, Snape in the film. Like, Snape was there being all, you know, very mysterious. Also, Snape looks really different in this film to the first film. In the first yeah, film, he's old. quite gaunt and, like, white, mm. white face. But in this film, I think... Um, I think he's put a, old Alan's put a little bit of weight on. Has your opinion on Snape changed, or is he still just a bad guy? No, I think he's a good guy. I think he was the red herring in the first film, but I do believe that he was massively underused in um, in Chamber of Secrets. Like as the as like you know the hints and stuff of being the bad guy. I like the scene at the beginning when the boys get brought into his office and he starts shouting at them you know saying that if it was up to him that he would they would be expelled and all that I thought that was a really good scene but yeah I thought you know I thought he went really under the radar in this film I feel like that mm. um, Draco's dad sort of stole a lot of the limelight from him but again it's very important that we learn who Draco's dad is yeah sure yeah 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 Oh. Uh, also, I just want to say that this is the last film, uh, Harry Potter film, to feature Richard Harris as as Dumbledore. Oh yeah. So, um, funnily, well, not funnily enough, um, Sir Ian McKellen said that he would never have taken over the role of Professor Professor Dumbledore after the death of Richard Harris because he knew that Harris disapproved of him as an actor. Yeah, and I don't think that McKellen would have been a good fit for it anyway, seeing that at the time he was playing uh, Gandalf. Yeah, so no. <laughs> that, would have, that would have really that would have really have muddied the waters. I think the fact that you had him playing 
Gandalf and Dumbledore would have just been like, uh, what franchise am I watching right now? I'm confused. Yeah, it would have been a bit confusing because they, they look quite similar in their appearance, like long white hair, yeah. beards. I think Michael Gambon is the perfect um, replacement. Yeah, he's a good shout. Yeah, definitely. I can't think of anyone else who would probably do it, do it justice, to be honest. Yeah, I love the fact that Ian McKellen said he wouldn't do it because Richard Harris didn't approve of him as an actor. I mean, meow. Mm-hmm. I mean, it shows a lot of respect, though, doesn't it? You know, the guy's died, he could have easily been like, Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so yeah, it shows it wasn't all about the, pay- the paycheck for him. Mm-hmm. So Lucius Malfoy originally was not supposed to have long hair. However, Jason Isaacs, uh, when he was cast as well, requested longer hair that he could be um, distinguished from his son, Draco, in order to keep um, the hair from falling in front of his face. Isaacs had to keep his head tilted back, which further added to the snobbishness of the character as it made him appear like he was always looking down his nose at everyone. So he wasn't meant to have long hair to begin with. He was meant to have like, like Malfoy's, you know, like slick back hair. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Um... Oh, what's his name? Hang on. Yeah, you in know brain about part. Our name. Um... Yeah, in brain freeze. Yeah. What's his name? Come on, love. Tom Fel- Tom Felton, who plays Oh yeah. Draco. He for the entire time was not allowed in the sun. He was not allowed to go in the sunshine. What, because they needed him to be as pale as possible? Yeah, and he had to dye his hair. I think it was every oh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know the time figure, but he had to dye his hair a certain amount of times. Right, so if Daniel Radcliffe was offered 125000 initially in the contract, imagine how mm-hmm. much he was, he was uh, offered. Pennies. Yeah. It's ridiculous, isn't it? Like, but I, I think Warner Brothers were maybe kind of taking advantage of the fact that they were kids. Which yeah, is yeah, very yeah. naughty of them. Yeah. I mean... Very naughty indeed. I, I can't imagine that now uh, Daniel Radcliffe would take any less than what he was getting for that film for anything. But oh yeah, maybe more. Yeah. Crazy, one hundred twenty-five thousand. I mean, uh, there's a lot of favoritism in this um, sort of school for Harry and Ron. That for me, it seems to be every time they do something, they get brought the teachers they're like this is a like ex- excludable offense and you should be thrown out of here and everything <laughs> but what i'm gonna do is i'm going to give you a medal instead and i'm going to because... give you some chocolate instead so i'm going to give you detention <laughs> but after that i'm gonna smother you in kisses instead <laughs> it's because of the bravery that they show like a lot of kids would be like oh, i'm not doing that i'm gonna get expelled whereas harry's just like oh fuck it yeah i'll do that it's a bit of a death Daredevil, Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Not agree. I mean, if I was, if I was, um, 
any other kid in that school, I would be going to the fucking headmaster's office and going, what the hell? Special treatment? I was I like, know, I was yeah. in class the other day and I got a detention. Like, Harry Potter <laughs> literally disregards every single rule of the school, puts him and himself, himself and others in danger all the time. And what does he get? He gets a medal and is the only person mentioned at the end of the year. <laughs> like, and everyone, <laughs> give a round of applause for Harry Potter. And there's, like, George at the back going, what the fuck? I'm, like, I'm the one who's eight got my whole points. year. <laughs> yeah, I got 100 points. I got did my exams. Oh, yeah, and also... And as a special treat for you all, exams are cancelled. Uh, lazy, lazy teachers. They're like, oh, I don't have to mark any exam papers. It's not a treat for the kids. It's a treat for you, you lazy bastards. <laughs> How is it a yeah. treat for the kids? The parents are paying a lot of money for them to go, and they just get their exams cancelled. If I was the a hours. parent, I'd be ringing up going, uh, excuse me, do you the allow hell? these kids to run around? <laughs> fight giant snakes and spiders, nearly die, and they do no exams at the end of it? What is wrong with you, Hogwarts? You should have been closed down. Oh, my God. I'll tell you what. If if they had an inspection at any time, they'd be closed down in a heartbeat. If Ofsted (laughs) went in there, they'd be fucked. (laughs) With a capital F. Yeah. Hogwarts Children would not being survive. petrified. Yeah, know. in more ways than one. <laughs> Blood is not... on the walls. I mean, there was a when I was at school, there was a poo found in the corridor, and they like nearly closed the school down. Ew! But this one had a bloody blood on the walls, and they just went everyone back to the common room. Well, it's <laughs> it's a different world, isn't it? It's different world. They don't care. They're... I, I actually think it's the wizards that should be done away with. They, they have no regard for the life of young people or child protection. It's I just mean, a different world, it, isn't it? It took, it took a cat and two kids to be frozen um, <laughs> and a girl to be kidnapped for them to go, I think this is the end of Hogwarts forever. You're like, it should have been the end of Hogwarts in the last film. <laughs> oh, God. Jesus Christ, well, I, I, I recommend that we stop watching now, then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that if Ofsted were to get involved, Hogwarts would get probably unsatisfactory needs attendance. <laughs> well, do you know what? Ofsted don't exist in the world of Harry Potter, so... <laughs> Was I the only one that when they deposed Dumbledore, I went, too right! <laughs> He's terrible! No! Not, yes, you didn't he's not say getting that. anything done! You didn't think that about Dumbledore, surely. Oh my god, when they said Dumbledore, you're, you're, you're um, stepping down, um, we need to change, you're just not good enough. I was like, damn right! <gasps> How dare you! <laughs> oh, Dumbledore. Did, you, did, you, did you like that scene though? Yeah, underneath the cloak. That was a good scene. Yeah, and how Dumbledore knew that they were there. Dumbledore yeah, everything. I knew that. He knows yeah. everything. He knows everything. Right. That's why he's great. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, I've just had a look on eBay. You, you can get them all really cheap. Like, I think cheaper oh. than what I bought. <laughs> for shit. But um, maybe in the future they'll 
they'll get prices. That's for the Barry Trotters, by the way. But yeah, be good to come across like first editions of the Harry Potter books. Some of those can go for fucking thousands. Yeah. Some of them are worth an There's one that um, has got a spelling mistake in it or something. My friend's actually got one, but she refuses to sell it because her grandma gave it. It's too too sentimental. It's worth like half a million or something. She just won't sell it. That's ridiculous. Sell it, get a house. Yeah, well, her grandma gave it to her, so it's really sentimental to her. Yeah, but it's a book. I know, I know. Cash in the 500,000 and go down to Waterstones and get yourself another copy. <laughs> That's actually, you know, not got a spelling mistake in it. Result. <laughs> I don't think it, I know, I don't know if it is worth that much, but it's it's worth a lot of money. Let's just God, can't let if, go I had a, if I had an object that could buy me a house, I'd sell it in a heart. Well, yeah, me and you both, but. <laughs> yeah. Where does she live? <laughs> I'm just going to get my balaclava on. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's I'll get another one. It's pretty fortunate that most of the actors, you know, most of the kick, like childhood act, actors in it, that they all stuck through the all, all the films. It's a bit, a bit sad to see the original Dumbledore, though, um, and a few other characters, I think. But the main set of characters stuck it out, which were, were great. Do you know what I yeah. always think? Like, obviously, R.I.P. Alan Ripley, he's not with us anymore. But what would they have done if he died during filming? Replaced him, like they did with Dumbledore. But no, because just no. It's Snape. They would have replaced him with Jeremy Irons because I always used to get Jeremy Irons and Alan Rickman confused all the time. So Jeremy Irons would have been perfect. Replacement oh. for, for Snake, but luckily yes. that didn't happen. So yeah, like if it had died towards the end, it would have been horrendous. Yeah, right, Catherine. Oh. While I play these next few messages, you've got to think of some teasers for me for Prisoner of Azkaban. Okay, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you both. Yeah. I have been around, just been listening quietly, uh, but I absolutely love the Jamaican head in the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, like, I like it, just cracks me up to be fair. Oh, don't take him's gonna be a bumpy ride. ride. <laughs> I mean, Keith has no idea what you're going on about, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, but um, I'll look out for that definitely in uh, prison of, of Ascobal. Been a good show, guys. I think you're you're, you're gonna go soon, so I'll say to right now, but yeah, um. Did you did you get my question about uh, what what flying car is in the second book and film? Uh, I'm not sure you got it or not. It was a Ford, wasn't it? A Ford Anglian or something. Ford Apparently, Anglian, they used yeah. like fourteen of them in the Wampum Willow scene. Freaky. They could just have CGI'd it, surely. I mean, they could have done, but wouldn't have been as authentic. <laughs> This is 2002, we're talking. Hey, Keith Andrews. Hey, Catherine. Happy Sunday. Just wanted to stop by and say hi. I saw you were on here. Haven't seen you guys in a chat for a while. So happy Sunday, my two favourite Brits. Ah, oh, thanks, Susie Sitcom. Hi, Susie. Very kind of Thanks. You. 
Thanks for popping in. Bye. We're just talking yeah, about Harry about Potter. <laughs> talk about Barry Trotter. Right, Catherine, Trotter. as we do at the end of every I've never seen, mm-hmm. uh, let's give me some snippets or some clues or oh, something to... Up. um Or something... Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, you know. Okay, something to uh, tickle my pickle about the next. Um... Oh, Catherine, I think it's you, love. Catherine, it's you, love. Oh, hopefully we're going to get Catherine back because she needs to give me some snippets and some juicy goss about the Hello. next. Hello? Key. Key. Yes. Yes. Are you there? Are you there? Yeah. It was you that went. We... The listeners it, no, it were... was you. No, it was you. It was you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Harry Potter Give me and the prisoner. Some juicy... Okay. So, a prisoner escapes from Azkaban. The fat lady disappears. Okay. <gasps> Harry has yet another danger. Harry gets Harry, given what? the Sorry, Mordor's map. Harry Harry has yet another dangerous game of Quidditch. Oh, for goodness sake. <laughs> Mordor's yeah. map is given to Harry. Oh. Harry learns of a new family member. Like, I mean, we can technically call him a family member. We learn the Patronus spell. There's oh. a werewolf. And Hermione Whoa. is the only person who can save the day. Wow, okay. Nice, thank you very much. There's some little uh, hot tips on what to expect next time. So Mm -hmm. we are back uh, next week, guys. We do the show uh, every Sunday at 6pm, which is 1pm Eastern Standard Time, which I believe is 1, 12, 11, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. So come and join Mm -hmm. us. We're going to be doing this for the next uh, six weeks, but then obviously after that we'll be doing... Uh, the fantastic, fantastic beast the that frigging Catherine's way. Uh, yeah, it's just so we'll good. See, we'll see. No, honestly, you'll love them. You'll love them. Okie dokie. Yeah. Right, Catherine, have a lovely night, love. You I'm too, love. To you. I hope your dinner turns out mm. well. Well, I'm eating it now. It's all right. Not the best thing <laughs> I've ever eaten. Bon appetit. <laughs> and uh, we'll yeah. see you, all you yeah. lot. Uh, all you muggles next week, yeah? Ne- yeah, next Sunday, same time. And yeah. watch watch same the time. film so you can chat along with us. Yeah, yeah, watch yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban so you can, uh, yeah. can question along with us. That'd be great. Thanks, yeah. Catherine. Yeah. Thanks, Keith. Bye. Bye, Wolf. Bye, Wolf.
Thank you so much for joining us here at the Films I Love Most podcast live. Don't forget, you can get involved on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to send us an email with any suggestions or recommendations, you can send those to filmilovemostpodcast at yahoo.com. Thank you very much. And I hope that you join us next time here at the Films I Love Most podcast.